Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, August the 10th, and... Like usual lately, coming to you after another Phillies victory last night as the Phillies get it done at home against the Marlins. Couple rain delays, no problem. Phillies finish it off an easy 4-1 to victory. Zach Wheeler pitches great. They get some hits when it matters. The offense keeps coming through, and this team just continues to win baseball games. The Phillies are 13 games above five hundred. 61 and 48. It is astounding. What a good baseball team we have right now. How about handling business? Sweep the Nats over the weekend. A four-gamer. Their third four-game series sweep of the season. Almost their fourth. If they've been able to pull that one out in L.A. off against the Dodgers. Came down, obviously, the last strike on that one. We're unable to get it done, but still three Four-game sweeps in a season. You don't see that from your Phillies too often. Certainly not this group of Phillies. And just in general, just, I mean, a baseball team that continues to to prove that they're real. You know, they went out, made the moves at the deadline. We were excited. They come out of the break prior to that. They lose the three to the Cubs. And then ever since then, almost an unstoppable force, this Phillies team since then. As the Phillies, again, have won 11 of 12. They won five straight. They lose one of the Braves. And now they've won six straight since then. How about that? <laughs> that is uh, that is something. That is something. As the Phillies, again, just playing outstanding baseball coming out of the break here, which is thrilling and nice to see. We're so used to them you know, often going the other way at this, uh, this time of a season, so to speak. But Phillies just playing great baseball right now. And you know, everyone's hitting, everyone's involved. There's clearly just a real vibe around this baseball team right now, a real excitement, a real vibe. It feels real when you watch them. It feels like they believe they're going to go out and win baseball games. They're 40-19 and 19 since June 1st, 
39 and 19 under Rob Thompson. How insane is that? That's wild. They're playing like 121 pace under Rob Thompson. I mean, what is that? It's unbelievable. They sit here today, two games up on the Braves uh, for the uh, final playoff spot, one game up on the Padres for that five. The Padres and Phillies both in the playoffs. The Braves, the Brewers one game out. The Phillies are two up on the Brewers, one up on the Padres. And only three back of the Braves. Braves win last night, but, you know, all of a sudden the Phillies thinking about catching the Braves? What are we talking about here? Ahead of the Padres, Juan Soto's Padres? Obviously, there's a long way to go still with this season, but it has really been um, it's been stunning to see the turnaround this team has made. They're now 29 and 13 without Bryce Harper. Think about that. They are 22 and 13 since they lost the MVP of the league yet last year, who, by the way, was having another MVP quality season. Dude's batting like 320 something. They lose him, and they're 22 and 13 without him. It's astounding. It's stunning. It's it's wonderful. It is really wonderful. It is so unexpected. It is not the Phillies we have come to know and you know, I want to say love, but you know, love hate over the last years. That's certainly not the team we've come to know. As again, this team just, you know, find ways to win baseball games and and really has put together the best stretch of baseball we've seen from the Phillies in a long time. You know, really, um, it's been Years since we felt like this about a Phillies team, since we watched Phillies team, you know, continually find ways to win. They've been winning handily the last few. I mean, four one last night, thirteen to one the one before that, eleven to five before that, seven to two, and then one five four three one eight two four two one. I mean, they're just finding ways to win baseball games. They're dominating teams. They're winning close ones. Um, it's really been thrilling to watch. It has been thrilling to watch this Phillies team finally after all these years of sadness and of coming up short and of disappointing us as a fan base to watch this team finally starting to put together is um, putting it together is it really is thrilling. It really is. And it, it reminds you how much fun it is to have a great baseball team. You know, <laughs> what a foreign feeling for us. We had forgotten what it was like to, to actually, you know, go into a baseball game and say, all right, my team's going to win today. That is not a feeling we have, um, you know, not, not not something we've experienced that often over the last few years. And yet that's what I feel like with this Phillies team now on a nightly basis. It feels like they're going to go out and win. It feels like they're going to go out and handle business. They go down one nothing in a game. It's like, all right, no problem. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll come back, do nothing, no problem. You know, they're just, they've just proven so far really over the last two months that that we should believe in them that we should trust this team, that they're going to go out on a nightly basis and fight and, and you have a real chance to, to make the playoffs. And, man, that in and of itself is such an exciting, exciting thing. Let's look back at last night and we'll look ahead and kind of look where they're at, take stocks. Obviously, it was off last couple of days so you get to react to the weekend series in, in Washington. You know, not much to say to the weekend series in Washington other than, wow, <laughs> just the bats came to play. I mean, everyone is white hot. Obviously, Hoskins home run in the first inning at three straight games. The first player ever to do that, or at least since 1900, I saw. He has been as locked in as Reese gets, and you love it because Reese has not had the prolonged cold stretches this season. He's had some downs, but not those super long ones. And 
feels like the ups have been higher. Hoskins has really just been putting it all together, um, really having a wonderful season. Slash and I have 253, 344, 496. That'll play. That is an 842 OPS or 840 OPS. That is absolutely good enough. That'll work. Nice to see from Hoskins. JT has been heating up like crazy. What a massive weekend. He's up to 268, 339, 455. So that is great to see JT up over 800 with the OPS, or excuse me, up right around 800 with the OPS, a little under, but right there. Um, so, you know, that's been amazing to see. Castellanos had a great weekend. He's starting to hit more. He's got the OBP over 200, finally 305, getting close to a 700 OPS. As sad as that is, it's still exciting. Um, Schwarber hitting again. Um, you know, he's got the slugging back close to 500 again, the OPS over 800 as well again. You know, Bohm hitting 294, 334, 13 for Bomer. That's great to see as he continues to really thrive in the 3 old that lineup. Segura comes back, hits. He had a rocket home run yesterday. Just that ball got out in a half a second to left field, just smoked one. Veerling's continued it. Edmundo Sosa's coming in and playing awesome defense. Brandon Marsh has had some days as a Philly. I mean, this team is just top to bottom figuring it out. And look, we're seeing, you know, JT, Nick, you know, Cassiano, like these guys that we we had called for and said, hey, you know, you know, if they're gonna compete, if they're gonna gonna be in it with Harper out, you need those guys to really step up. And and look what we're seeing. We're seeing those guys step up a bit. We're seeing some production from those guys, and it is really helping to carry this team forward. It has made such a difference, and you know Harper on the horizon. We'll talk about that in a bit, but but Harper, you know, making his way back, and to think that this team has found a way to to keep themselves and put themselves in a you know a position, a playoff challenger position without Bryce Harper, with Harper coming. Back down the road is um, is so exciting, and they've gotten contributions not just from those guys we're talking about, but obviously over the weekend, you know, Derek Hall a two homer game, Maton that huge game, you know, everyone's getting involved, Stadi with the triple and and all that, like all these guys are are, are contributing. You're really getting help from all across the lineup, and a lot of guys who have. You know, at, cer- at certain times of the season, struggled or took a little while to get going this year, really. Finding their groove, you know, uh, you know, Stott obviously I think a perfect example. I mean, the average is up over two hundred now. Finally, people could stop saying the average is under two hundred, uh, at least for now. But even without that, you know, we know if you've been watching him since June first, the kid's had great at bats. He never strikes out. He is competitive at bats. He's putting the ball in play. He's doing good things. Like if you watch the Phillies every night, you know Bryson Stott's a good player and that that he's really turning into something as the season progresses. How about Alec Bohm's defense? Seriously, right? I mean, we all remember the the bleep and hate this place moment. And, you know, after owning that and moving forward, I mean, look at what this guy's done. Look at what he's been. He's their three-hole hitter. He's been the best hitter on the team for, for the stretch of, of their best baseball. <laughs> Think about that. And the dude's making plays out there. Like, he'll have a bad night every once in a while. But Alec Boom is passable at their base. And he's even making some really nice plays over the weekend, that really nice one. Like, you know, in the uh, perfect game uh, attempt by Gibby. Shout out to Gibby, my guy Gibby. Um, perfect game attempt. You know, makes that great play in that one too. I mean, all of a sudden, Bomer 
picking it out there. I don't think any of us saw that coming, but it just shows what this team is you know, turning into and how much improvement guys are making. And, you know, especially, look, defensively overall, you talk about what, how much better Boma is. You talk about bringing Brandon Marsh in. You talk about Edmundo Sosa. When that guy gets in the game, we saw it again last night. I mean, dude just makes plays. He is a fluid, smooth defensive shortstop who makes a difference out there. All of a sudden, the defense ain't too bad. This team's kind of figuring it out on that side of the ball, and obviously the bats are really coming around, and this team has really just positioned themselves well. You know, they're, they're looking like a team that is getting hot at the right time, is figuring out the right time. You know, to use a cliche, really could end up being one of those teams that no one wants to face when the playoffs start. So, um, all right, we'll look ahead to what's coming up in, in a bit and where the playoff standings sit and all that. First, let's look back to yesterday as the Phillies do win it four to one yesterday, a nice one, uh, as they just kind of hung on and and handled business through a couple rain delays and whatnot. As uh, rain delay to start the game, start about half an hour late, we get going. Uh, Wheeler on the hill, cruising. Uh, Phillies get up in the first. Uh, JT RBI double scores Bomer. Then in the fourth, one mistake. Only mistake all game Wheeler makes is he lays one up. Uh, Blade takes one out, a 1-1 game in the fourth. But then in the fourth, bottom of the fourth, the Phillies just put it right back on. JT, boom, home run. Gene Segura, boom, home run. Like I mentioned before, that one rocketed out. It's 3-1, then Boom adds an RBI single in the fifth. 4-1, and that would do it. Wheeler, six innings, one run, five hits, three walks, eight strikeouts. Look great. A nice job from the bullpen again. Alvarado, Robertson, Dominguez get it done. Dominguez in for the save, which was interesting. Robertson comes in in the eighth. So it really does look like he's going to mix and match with that, which, again, you know, I'm all for. As long as those guys in the bullpen feel comfortable with what you're doing, I am fully in support of using guys in the situations that are most advantageous to their skill sets and successes. You know, all for it. Super cool. If you think, hey, Robertson's got a better chance against these guys and it's the eighth inning and and certain thing it's the guy's ninth, boom, vice versa, do it. Hand, do it. I, I love it. I love it. It's common sense. 2022 baseball managing, you know, and, and again, it all comes down to assuming those guys can handle it, assuming Sir Anthony and Robertson can deal with in hand, can be deal with being put in and out of the ninth or not being the quote unquote guy of all that stuff. If they can handle it. It gives you so much more options as a baseball. I mean, how, how, how is it not better? How is it not better to have options, right? Like, how is it not better to look at the matchups and say, this guy's better for this than this guy, vice versa, instead of saying, this guy's my closer, this guy always does it, right? I mean, obviously, if you've got, you know, Josh Hader, you could just say, that's Josh Hader, he always does it. (laughs) And you're done. Because Josh Hader is the best matchup against anyone always. But, you know, when you don't have Josh Hader, you know, it really is a, a nice thing for this Phillies team to have multiple guys who are comfortable doing it, multiple guys who feel comfortable being moved around in different innings prior to that as well. And it gives Thompson so much flexibility to really play the matchups, to really use his gut, to really figure out what makes the most sense, to give guys blows, all that stuff. It's really, um, I'm really impressed with the way that guy's managed the bullpen. I mean, Rob Thompson in himself has just done such a fantastic job. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk, um, and again, uh, you know, the bullpen thing, an, an example, so much compared to Girardi, what a disaster, and, and it's just worked for Thompson. And again, I thought it was interesting. I, I really thought they'd bring Robertson in, he'd be the closer, and that'd be it, and be done, and just, you know, we're good. But he's not doing that. He's mixing and matching, he's doing this stuff, and um, uh, I've been impressed with the way he's handled the bullpen and getting these guys to buy into 
the roles that he's setting this not you know non uh definitive you know static kind of roles and and i appreciate that um and there's been a lot of talk the last few days you know about you know should they just extend rob thompson now i absolutely think rob thompson deserves another year here i think he'll get another year here um i think the real key with this is that he is someone who um i think if they make the playoffs he's an absolute lock to come back and i think they're going to make the playoffs so you know i think i think rob thompson will probably be the manager next year i i i don't see the need or the rush to to sign him now like you know what's the point you know i would I would let him, you know, kind of fight it out. Let him, let him push. You know, let him have that kind of edge. Let the players have that edge. Will this guy be back? All that stuff. It. it I just don't think it hurts at all. Like I don't know what the downside is. Why you have to do this now? What if you you sign him and then they go in a collapse and they don't make the playoffs and then you're like regretting that decision? So um, I do think that um, I don't think there's any need to do it now. I think he'll get it. I think they're going to make the playoffs. And if he makes the playoffs, you absolutely bring him back. And it's that simple. Why do it now? That's why I look at it. But I, I do think he's earned it. I think he'll get it. And I think he's done a great job. And these guys, these players, clearly like playing for him. They believe in him. And ultimately, you know, the more I watch baseball over the years, and, and look, you can get people like Girardi who are bad at, at all of it, you know, who the culture they set was a disaster. And we're seeing that with the reaction to him being gone and Thompson and, and the different style of baseball that we see and all that. But um, also... Um, you know, uh, Jordy, an in-game manager, was an absolute disaster. As we're just talking about his bullpen decisions, all the stuff he did was just horrendous. So I think you can be bad at both and have an impact at both. But I ultimately think, and I think Thompson is fine as an in-game manager. I think he's solid. And, you know, we just talked about it with a nice job he's done with the bullpen stuff. I think he's a guy who's seen a lot. He's managed a lot of games in the minors. He's been in the majors a long time. Like, he's seen a lot of things. He's experienced a lot of things. So he knows, you know, what he can kind of... Yeah, so he's he's got a lot of experience and sense memory and all that stuff. So I, I think he's a good in game manager, but I think the real thing that Rob Thompson is is great at, and I think that, you know, the more I watch baseball over the years and you know, Joe Torrey obviously the quintessential example of it, but um the more I think that, you know, you really just need a guy who's gonna get twenty five, twenty six, you know, now players to to kind of be in the same clubhouse together and work together towards the same goal and, and be be in. You know, it's, I think culture, to quote Chip Kelly, but flip it to baseball, culture beats scheme every time. And I do think that's true for a manager in baseball. I think it's the most important thing. So I think Thompson has done a, a a wonderful job, and I do expect him to be back, and I think he's earned being back, and I think he will be back. Um, but I do think that it should be, you know, there's no reason to do it yet. What's you know Again, what's the upside? Do you think the players are going to see he gets a new contract and go like, yes, let's fight even harder for, for him? No, it doesn't make sense. Like, what's the upside? Let him, let him fight it out. Just like the players. Get to the playoffs. Boom. We're good. But I think if they make the playoffs, he's a locked him back, and I think he should come back. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that more as the season progresses, especially if they keep winning baseball games. But ultimately, Thompson Topper has been doing a, a great, great job so far. All right. Uh, look ahead uh, in a sec. Quickly, one thing on Harper mentioned before, um, you know, we had kind of heard some things about, you know, when he'd come back, would he, you know, uh, hit field, the whole thing, all that. And uh, he was, had mentioned, you know, worrying about hitting first, but that he was hoping to get back in the field and all that. Looks like, and probably, um, you know, smartly, Phillies are probably going to slow the fielding part down as, um, you know, Harper is continuing to make his way back from the broken left thumb. 
Um, he's been periodically doing a throwing program with hopes for returning to the outfield this season, but Rob Thompson apparently said on Tuesday they're going to cut back the throwing program on that regimen. He said, quote-unquote, we're going to back off on that a minute and concentrate on the hitting. Just get him back to hit. Totally agree. Let's not mess around. You know, look, it, it would it be nice if Har- Harper could... Uh, could play the field for this team? Yes. Obviously, we know the defensive issues we've had, but, you know, it's just not worth it. Uh, get back, hit, get put all of your effort and focus into being Bryce Harper, the hitter again, you know, getting your time back, all that, and worry about getting on the field and, and hitting and making a difference because, you know, just get, bring Bryce Harper back. That's all. That's all we're saying. All right. Uh, standings. Phillies, as mentioned before, they're 61 and 48. They're three back of the Braves. The Braves are 65 and 46, which in and of itself is is pretty crazy to think that the Phillies are, you know, only three games behind the the Braves, two in the loss column is really is is stunning, you know, from where we felt like we were. Phillies, 10 back of the Mets, Mets at 72 and 39. Um, that is the second best record in all of baseball behind the Dodgers. So shout out to the Mets. They're playing great baseball and they've really gone on a run and, and you know, Really wrapped the season right, so uh, good job by the Mets. But the Phillies on the Braves' heels, that's real. And it's saying the Cardinals one game up on the Brewers in the West. When we look at the wild card standings, um, Phillies are three back, as we said, the Braves. Uh, Braves in that first wild card spot, the Phillies in the second wild card spot. The Padres are one game back of the Phillies. They are 62-51. and 51. That is one win more than the Phillies, but three more losses than the Phillies. So the Padres have four games in hand over the uh, the Phillies. That is quite a bit. Um, three in the loss come for the Phillies. I mean, that's real opportunity for the Phillies there uh, against the Padres, you know, which, again, we have not really even really thought was a real possibility, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, they're one up on the Padres as of now, and now two up on the Brewers, which means with the Cardinals one up on the Brewers in the Central, the um, – the uh, Phillies are two up on the Brewers, one up on the Cardinals there. The Cardinals in first place in the NL Central. So it is bunched up, but man, Phillies looking good, man. They're playing good baseball. They're a playoff team right now. They're in it, and uh, the Giants falling out of it. The Giants now six and a half back of the Braves, um, for, excuse me, back of the Padres for that last wild card spot. So they're seven and a half behind the Phillies. So they're not officially out of it yet, but you can say that you know, we can start to worry less about the uh, Giants, I would think it would appear for the Phils. Um, but again, the Phillies just continuing games. You know, if you just continue in games, it doesn't really matter who you play, does it? You know, you just, if you win, you win. And it really is the, the schedule uh, takes care of itself, speaking of the schedule. Um, as the Phillies finish out a uh, Important week here as they continue to win baseball games here. They got two more against the uh, the Marlins, 7-0-5-er tonight, Syndergaard against Alcantara. And then tomorrow, uh, uh, one of the last day games, weekday day games of the summer for the Phils, as uh, it's uh, um, Kyle Gibson against uh, Cabrera. Cabrera, Edward Cabrera, nasty young pitcher for the Marlins. He's very good. That'll be a fun one to watch without Gibby's. Uh, good Gibby's been Syndergaard against Alcantara. I think we all know what kind of advantage that is, but you know the Phillies have gotten to a contra a little bit, or they find a win, find ways to win like two one games against them or whatever. But um, it'll be an interesting one. But then of course this weekend in New York, big series against the Mets, and you get their dudes. It's Suarez versus Scherzer, Nola versus Degrom, Wheeler versus Bassett. So we have Wheeler and Nola going, which is great. Really, Wheeler, Suarez, Nola, Suarez, the Phillies' three best pitchers will go in that Mets series. But you get Scherzer and Degrom, so you know. 
Goes both ways. Then after that, uh, the next week, right back into it, three-game series in Cincinnati next week before an off day on Thursday. And then the Mets come to town for a four-game series against the Phils. 19th, 20th, 21st. They play two on the 20th, two games on Saturday, 105 and a 715 or a doubleheader that day. Um, so there is there is a lot of action. We have two more against tomorrow, then seven in the next 10 against the Mets. Really, seven, and it's really 14 games against two teams. It's seven against the Mets, seven against the Reds, interspersed. So, you know, you like that. The Reds, very beatable team, obviously, one of the worst teams in baseball. Um, the Mets less beatable, one of the better teams in baseball. So um, it's going to be a, a really interesting 14-game stretch there. So, you know, Philly's in a nice spot because then after that, it's it's the Pirates, it's the Diamondbacks, Giants, Marlins, Washington, Marlins. Then you had a tough stretch with the Braves, Blue Jays, Braves, but then Cubs, Washington, then you finish out with the Astros who, you know, could be fighting for the top record in the American League or could have already clinched everything and it won't even matter. So, you know, really, you get that schedule, some Braves games, some Mets games, some Blue Jays games that last series with the Astros, and then everything else is against losing teams, and and a lot of them against some of the worst teams in baseball with the Nats and the Cubs and the Reds and Pirates and stuff. So, Phillies are in a good spot, man. They just got to do what they've been doing the last, you know, this this uh, eleven to twelve, like beat teams you're supposed to beat, and they'll get in. It's that simple. If they beat teams they're supposed to beat, they will get in. What a, what a thrilling thought! What a crazy thought! They're thirteen games over five hundred. How about it? Whew, the Phillies. It's exciting stuff. All right, um, tonight, again, uh, Syndergaard versus Alcantara. Not a great matchup, but, you know, they won Syndergaard's last one in a weird way with a short game and all that. Maybe we get something weird happening tonight. Either way, whatever does happen tonight, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.